0: Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Ubhunaktu Sahaviriyankaravavahai Tejasvina Vadhi Tamastuma Vidvishavahai Om Shanthishan Let us read from the verse 11. A falakang shibher yagnyam. Vididusto ya idiate. Vidusto ya idiate. Yashtab yame metimanaham. Samadha yasatvika. Damba tama pichayata, ijatebharata sreshtha, sresha, tamyajnam vidhi rajasam, yatnam vidirajasam vidhienama Radhavirahitam virahitam Tama Sampari Chakshade, Tama Sampari Chakshade, Devad Vija Guru Pragyam, Deva Vija Guru Shari Shārīram Tapa Uchyate Anudvega Karam Vākyam Satyam Priyayi Tanchayate Swādhyāya Abhyasanam Chaiva Vāngmayantapa Uchyate Vāngmayantapa Uchyate In these verses, Lord Krishna described the three kinds of rituals or forms of worship, sattvic, rajas and tamas. As we discussed yesterday, a sattvic person is the one who enjoys doing what is to be done. There is no pressure that I have to do this, but then it is, he enjoys doing that. Knowing also that doing that is beneficial to him. And while performing that act of worship, whether it is act of worship in terms of a homa yajna act of worship in terms of ritual, or any action for that matter. This is what Lord Krishna has taught along in, all along in the Bhagavad Gita as Karma Yoga. Performing an action with this kind of a uh, spirit, that I… I like to do this, it is to be done, it has to be done and I want to do it. Not that I am doing because I am pressurized to do but I want to do. And if at all he does not expect any kind of a personal reward, meaning he does not expect any ego gratification etc. If he does expect something, it is antahkar shuddhi or purification of mind. Meaning for a sattvic person, the action, the duty that he or she performs also is for the spiritual growth, recognizing that inner growth or spiritual growth is the real thing to be carried out because that's the means of my real success. This is the sattvic. (coughs) Two aspects. One is that no expectation of personal reward and second is while doing with this spirit that this is what I should do, this is what I should do. (coughs) The motivation comes from one's own self, not because somebody has imposed some rules and regulations, it comes from one's own self. (coughs) You see, just in that case, the very action itself becomes something you can… you enjoy and therefore the reward from the, the, our result doesn't remain very important. (coughs) This is sattva. Where there is rajas, then a person does because it brings about a personal reward. (coughs) So when we discuss this sattva, rajas, tamas, a question arise, Swamiji, but then is it really bad to have a desire? Is it bad to expect something from what we do? We don't mean to say that that when you do something that you have an expectation of a a reward from that is not a… it's not an offense or anything like that. Most people will have. Most people when they do something there will be an expectation of a, a reward. It is not so much antagrashuddhi purification of mind but then it is for some material gain, such as wealth, name, fame, recognition, this is what a normal person wants. If a person has a want like that, it's not a… it's not an offense or something like that, it is natural. All that means is that the mind has registered, that's all it means. It means that when I find that when I do something, that there is an expectation in my mind of some return in favor, that shows that this is an attitude arising from rest, just for our information. And then what do you do, Some Desires, expectations are going to be there. Usually whenever expectations are not fulfilled, then we get upset, we get angry. So then next step is if, if you do have expectation, then be prepared to accept the outcome as prasada, as a gift of God. Meaning that, accept the outcome gracefully. Even if the outcome is not favorable to you, your expectations are not fulfilled, you made an effort, the desired end did not come, accept it gracefully. Otherwise we become frustrated, we become angry, we become resentful. And that just makes us sad. Therefore, You, this expectation has a potential of unhappiness, that's why. Because expectation is likely not to be fulfilled. I have an expectation, but the one from whom I expect, that person may, may or may not know what my expectations are, or they may have their own agenda and therefore my agenda may not fit into their agenda, in which case uh, my expectations may not be fulfilled. So having expectation is natural, put it this way, at the same time our expectation not being fulfilled also is equally natural, that we should know. So if we don't get frustrated, disappointed, resentful, and right, we develop at least the uh, ability to accept also the outcome gracefully. This is what Lord Krishna teaches, Mahaphalaya na. We will not have attachment to the outcome, which means that do not identify with the outcome and do the best that you can do and accept the outcome gracefully. <coughs> so when there is just when there is expectation, then preparedness for accepting the outcome gracefully. When the expectation is not there, Any outcome is good because for that person doing itself is a reward. Therefore, outcome is not of a great consequence. In any case, Lord Krishna says that when you perform an action as an offering, the outcome in terms of inner purification is assured. Question is outcome in terms of our external gains that is not assured because it depends upon factors which are not always in my control. The tamas person, he doesn't have any respect for doing things, doesn't respect this idea of duty, doesn't have any intention of participating. So at least a rajoguni person wants a reward for what the person does. A tamoguni person wants a reward without doing anything. A sattvoguni person does things without reward because doing is a reward. A rajoguni person does things for reward, otherwise will not do. A tamoguni person wants reward without doing anything. And so even if that person does something, he doesn't follow any stipulations. He, as we said yesterday, he doesn't want to part with anything, doesn't want to… Uh, give gift whatever is called for it doesn't want to do that because he doesn't believe in that <coughs> Shraddha Virahidam, one who does not have shradha, meaning one who doesn't believe that all these have any meaning they think the rituals are all meant for uh, only filling the stomach of Brahmanas you know things like that in the Vedic times also people used to believe that that is Tamas <coughs> coming to the threefold tapas We are told about the tapas or austerity at the level of the body. Pujaram. worshipping. Respecting, in short, showing reverence or respect to those who deserve reverence. Recognition that in our life there are many who deserve our respect or reverence because they are older than us, because they are more learned than us, because they are more pious than us, etc. And that it happens to me that… I am happy to show my respect for reverence. This reverence actually opens a channel to receive the grace. When I have reverence for someone, it opens a channel to receive the grace. guru prajna pujanam Shaucham Cleanliness at you know, at one for one's own body, clothes, in general love for cleanliness, for environment also. The purity of the environment, an awareness of uh, the ecological situation, a concern for these things also and therefore not only keeping oneself clean but then contributing minimum of impurity to the environment, being aware of that also. Album, straightforwardness, honesty in performing one's duties and not cutting corners in what one has to do. Brahmacharya, a life of self-control, meaning that drawing the boundaries as we said yesterday, so that I do not hurt myself and I do not hurt others in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, the enjoyment of pleasures, etc. Ahimsa, value for non-violence, value for not hurting any creature. This is dittapas, the tapas, the austerity level of body. Anu, at the level of speech, Anu karam vakyam, that I do not irritate or make somebody unhappy by my words. I am careful that my words do not create irritation or unhappiness in, in someone else. <clears throat> Satyam, that I speak is truthful. Priyam, it is said in a pleasant manner. Hitam, that it serves a useful purpose. These are the, Ideally, if you are, if you want to grow. I think this is not only for spiritual growth, but even for, it's a very practical thing for communication with others. And when we observe this discipline of speech, our mind also becomes disciplined. When I have a value that the word that I speak or a sentence that I utter should conform to these norms, that may I speak only that which is true in a pleasant manner, which serves a purpose pleasant to hear and serves a purpose as a consequence. If I have a value then, before I utter, my mind will scrutinize what it is that I'm going to say, so that is conducive to alertness. Being alert about one's words also makes the mind alert and brings about an overall self-control and overall discipline in all our organized personality. Therefore, we said yesterday that it's a very good idea to begin with austerity of speech. Satyam, Priyam, Hitam. Let the speech be truthful, let it be pleasant, and let it be useful. Yes, yeah, Sankaracharajji gives a nice example. Yatha, Shanto Bhavaccha Svajhyayam Yogamcha Anutashtha Tasate Shreya Bhavishari Like, an elderly person telling a young man, Shanto oh Bhavaccha, O my child, calm down. O oh my son, O oh child, calm down swadhyayam yogam chanrutishtha study and do your yoga so do the practice of yoga and perform your studies tathate shreyo in that way you will it will bring about a prosperity or well-being of yourself and so this is a typical sentence where there is satyam it is true priyam very pleasant Hitam is useful. Swadhyaya, Bhishanam Chaiva and repeating one's own Vedas or repeating, you know, repeating as I said, uh, God's name, repeating some prayers. Whatever you learned, repetition in terms of prayer is also part of the, the, the austerity of speech. Then continuing now, the austerity of the mind. Let's see verse number fifteen, the verse number sixteen. Mana prasada samyatwam. Mauna matma vinigraha. vinigraha, vinigraha, vinigraha Bhavassam Shuddhirityeta. This is the austerity at the level of mind. <clears throat> the cheerfulness of the mind, that's an austerity of the mind. Cheerfulness of the mind. So how can I do it? Cheerfulness, I can't control. I can show cheerfulness on my face by having a smile. But then it is cheerfulness of the mind. How do you keep your mind cheerful? chinta vyakulatva rahityam. Giving up anxieties and worries. It says, Vishayachinta vyakulatva. A lot of anxieties and worries we have about the things that I want. So the anxieties that are created because of uncertainty of the future that makes the mind disturbed. I cannot remain cheerful or happy because there are anxieties in my mind. What will happen? So what does Swami say we say us here also a willingness to accept whatever comes gracefully. It is true that there are uncertainties in life. We do not know what the future will bring. We don't know whether the future will be conducive or not conducive. We do not know. How can we keep our mind free from anxiety? Anxiety about tests, Swamiji. Anxiety about the scores. Naturally, there are anxieties. Life has become very stressful right from little childhood. We child, we cannot say anything. But once we start understanding something, then the way to deal with anxiety is, be willing to accept gracefully the future. God give me serenity to accept gracefully what I cannot change. What I can change is what I do. But whatever the outcome is, I cannot change. This willingness to accept the outcome, meaning willingness to accept the future. The present is in my control, my effort is in my control, and it is only proper that I make the best effort, this is possible. So that also is very lot of tension. So much of uh, assignments given from the school, of the tension. Lot of assignment. What can you do? That also you can't help. The school gives you assignment, that's it. You can't help it. Then what do we do? So there's no time, Swami. That means that I have to make time for those assignments. The tension is because there are many other things I want to do, and that doesn't leave enough time for working on my assignment. Then it becomes a big tension. So we have to plan. The, my assignment takes this much time. It is going to require this much effort. Which means I have to cut some other activities and make time available. Planning. So planning one's time to be able to do what is expected out of us. Assignments are expected out of us. No choice. And then plan the time. That will require self-control giving up some temptation of doing activities which may be tempting otherwise, but then in, in then it will create tension because then I don't have enough time to address my assignments. So while performing action, I was responding to the action or situation, proper planning. and In spite of my doing the best, I do not know what the outcome will be, a willingness to accept gracefully. So this is how manah, cheerfulness of the mind can be when the mind is free from tension, free from stresses. Stress is caused because I am pressurized, I have too many things to do. Then we have to plan out, budget our time. What time do we have? What energy we have? How to allocate that? And follow the plan. There will be no tension. What about future? Willingness to accept gracefully. What the future brings? What can you do? If you don't accept gracefully, you have to accept it anyway. Our Swami is fond of saying, one day at a time. So wake up in the morning and worry about today, not about tomorrow. One day at a time. But anyway, willingness to accept gracefully. So these are the things which can… What is meant by cheerfulness of the mind is, the mind is free from stress. It is free from stress when I make time to address myself, do what is required to be done and I am willing to accept gracefully whatever the future brings without blaming myself. Mind remains cheerful if we accept ourselves, really. What creates the unhappiness or sadness in mind is my not accepting myself. Accept myself as I am. (coughs) Whereas our commitment to do the best I can do, accepting does not mean that I don't try to improve, accepting does not mean that I don't strive to uh, achieve more than what I have, that is there. But still, accepting myself as I am. But Swamiji, my, my parents said this and my teacher, this fellow said, it doesn't matter. What other people say, is, is their problem, as long as I am honest, I am truthful, I am hard-working, then what else can I do? But Swamiji, the parents expect the grades, what do you do about that? you can work hard, what else can you do? Other than that, what can you do? So parents may want me to be an Einstein, I am, you know, I can't deal with it, I, I can't do that. But, I mean, the reason why the uh, accept problem is there with accept because basically I have a problem with accepting my own self. So, manaprasada, cheerfulness of mind, calls for a self-acceptance, accepting also one's own limitations with a commitment to try to overcome the limitations, at the same time accepting myself, respecting myself. Manaprasad, cheerfulness of the mind. It is a result of our effort, result of certain attitudes, result of certain values, result of certain effort that the cheerfulness of the mind comes. That's all other values are all included Manaprasada saumyattvam. Gentleness toward others. Gentleness towards others. Sarvoka hitaishatattvam. Wish well of everybody. Pratashiddha cha. Do not wish ill of anybody. As best as possible, wish well of others. That's because swamyatvam, gentleness of the mind, wish well of others. Sarve bhavantu sukhinah, sarve santu nirāmaya. Let everybody be happy, let everybody be healthy. No Swami, I don't want this fellow to be happy. Not this fellow, not this one. Bless them, you have nothing to lose. So let there be good feeling towards others wish well of others. But somebody, they don't wish well of me, that's okay, that's their problem. Even if someone does not wish well of me, I don't have to, I don't have to respond by wishing ill of them. I have my own values. I need to internalize what other people do to me, and these are all difficult things, but we have to learn, you know, we have to grow to learn these things. Because people have problems with their own mind. That is why they cannot display a good attitude towards others. They are angry, they are hateful, okay. But just because someone is negative or hateful towards me, I don't need to hate that person. Because in so doing I am polluting my own mind anyway. When I entertain an ill feeling towards others in my mind, I wish ill of somebody else then I am polluting my own mind. And what happens is that, when I entertain these kind of feelings then, mind develops a habit to entertain those feelings only. So, we have to be very careful about keeping, just as we want to keep our body and clothes also clean, it is important that we keep our mind also clean. Whenever we find such negative tendencies arising, we get rid of them, And replace them by positive tendency. Samyattvam, gentleness, meaning wishing well of others and refraining from wishing ill of others. If that is then, automatically my, my behavior will be gentle. The person who wishes well of others will be a gentle person. If in my mind I uh, have ill-feeling for others, that ill-feeling will reflect itself as a harsh behavior. So gentleness in behavior calls for a gentleness in mind. And what is meant by gentleness in mind is wishing well of others. Refraining from wishing ill of them. Manah prasadah maunam Monam means silence. Silence is a value. Silence is a a discipline of speech. Silence is the discipline of speech. Here it is mentioned as discipline of the mind. So we can say that silence is trying to make the mind also silent. Focus attention on one's own self. What Vedānta teaches, contemplating upon Ishvara, contemplating upon the Self, in that way, making the mind silent, thinking of the silence, that is the nature of the Self, maunam. atma control of the mind, control of mind is also a, of course, control of mind is discipline, what is meant by control of mind? Whenever mind comes up with any kind of a negative or hurting tendency, replacing it by a positive tendency. In Vedanta or in Yoga Shastra, it is called Pratipaksha Bhavana. If, for example, there is anger in my mind, Pratipaksha Bhavana, I deliberately take the opposite side. Anger arose in my mind toward a certain person because the person has offended me. Therefore I am angry. And perhaps anger is justified. But even if anger is justified, it pollutes over my own mind. That's why I don't want to entertain that. Therefore, I deliberately make my mind think of the occasion where that same person may have helped me. Right now the person has offended me. But in the past, same person may have helped me also. Let me remind myself. This is not the whole person. This is one part of the person. The person has other parts also. which are good. When I focus only one aspect of a person, then I get excited. (coughs) Then I make my mind, look at this. Person has done this also. Swami he always does this to me. All right. That person does this to you, but to somebody else at least is kind, and, you know. And therefore, make your mind see that other aspect of the person. That's how the, the pressure of the anger will be released. <coughs> These are all to be done. Meaning that we should, we naturally want to be at peace with ourselves. We will be happy. And happiness can be only when the mind is free from anger greed, jealousy. Otherwise, how can you enjoy, ha- how can you be happy? Regardless of what all we have, we cannot enjoy the mind is anger, jealousy, resentment. If this is the kind of feeling the mind entertains, them, regardless of what I have, I can't enjoy things. I cannot enjoy myself, I cannot enjoy what I have. So for my own good, I wish my mind to be free from jealousy. Swami, you see, He works so little and He goes so here. I work so hard, I don't get it. Okay? Bless the person. Bless the person goes even farther. Congratulate. Instead of being jealous, congratulate the person who is doing well. bhavana. Thus, we deliberately entertain. Take the opposite side. And diffuse that negative feeling that has arisen so that the mind becomes calm. That's how when the mind is calm, it is in my control. When the mind is not calm, it is out of my control. So we cannot control ourselves. Sometimes we cannot control our behavior. When we anger means we just get mad. Because anger is so much we get mad, we can't control. We become sad, I just can't control. Sometimes happy I can't control, also, there also. So much elated, that I just do anything. All of this is not good, because, when the mind is out of control, then, I get controlled by the mind. It is a dog, who should wag the tail, and not the tail, who should wag the dog. I should be able to, then only I can use my mind. If my mind is in my control, then it is available for me to use where I want. If the mind controls me, then it doesn't do what I want. It does what it wants to do. Shuddhi. Further, another important thing about the, the austerity of mind is shuddhi. Purity of intentions. That is said that, let us, Try to have intentions pure. <clears throat> when we are interacting with other people then, let there not be any trickery. Let my mind be free from trickery. Tricking. Showing something and feeling something else. In my mind, I have a certain feeling and I show differently. In my speech or in my behavior, this is the impurity of the mind. Let there be the uh, purity of intentions. Let us entertain good intentions. Let us be as transparent as possible. Let us be so transparency or the purity of intentions. It is all these things are difficult things to do, but then this is what we have to try. if I... If my intentions become well known, you know what they will do to me. Nobody ever reveals their intention to anybody. They say that if husband and wife also they don't even they don't reveal their intentions. To Swamiji, otherwise the marriage will not last. <laughs> but if thus we we develop a habit of always hiding our intentions then showing ourselves different from what our intention is we are cleaning spirit within our own self I am not saying that you declare to the world what all is happening in your mind please don't do that <laughs> but in our mind we have value for clean intentions or honesty of intention when I smile let there be smile in my mind also. When I help, let there be a helping attitude in the mind. That's what it means. When I give, let there be a giving attitude. Let my attitude be in alignment with what I do. Let there be an alignment between my thoughts, my word and my deed. There are no spiritual practices. All of this is spiritual practices. All of these are conducive to purification of our mind and our own internal happiness. Understand that happiness is strictly a function of purity of mind. It has to do with nothing else. Happiness has to do with nothing other than purity of our mind. And therefore, to be happy... All we need is purity of mind, meaning purity of the intention, having good feelings for others, refraining from wishing ill of others, being willing to accept gracefully whatever I cannot change, accept gracefully. Be sincere and honest and responsible in what you do. All of these are conducive for creating a healthy mind, That's an effective mind, an efficient mind. If you even want to be successful in the material world, you require this kind of mind. So these days, the management lessons talk about these things. Not simply different formulas, but this is what, because this is basic work. Otherwise, people give all kinds of slogans, you know, and uh, they think that by just repeating slogans that everything gets done. No. One has to really do some grassroots work in terms of creating that frame of mind, which is effective. Because even for being successful in the world, you should be able to make the right decisions. For that you should have the right kind of judgment. For that you should have right assessment. For that you should have the mind which has the capacity to assess. So mind which enjoys a cheerfulness or a tranquility or, or a leisure or goodness, will be very effective mind even in the Vyavara also. So it is both. To be effective in the life also, we need all these values. (coughs) Thus Lord Krishna described the threefold austerities at the physical level, at the level of speech, at the level of mind. Now the three kinds of, now the sattvic, Rajas, Rajas and Tamas are being described. So the next verse is shraddhaya paraya taptam shraddhaya paraya taptam tapas tatrividham satvikam parichaksate So person who performs these austerities at the level of body, at the level of speech, at the level of mind, Shraddha, with Shraddha, with respect, with reverence, knowing with a conviction that this is how it should be. What is meant by Shraddha is a conviction in the, in the effectiveness, in the veracity. Swami, who says, uh, you know, what will, you know, suppose you do all of this, so what? What will happen to you? I don't believe. I don't believe that you should require purity of mind. I don't believe that you require all that for being happy. Suppose you don't believe. You think that happiness only has to do with what you have and not what you are. Then you won't bother about, you know, working on yourself. You will only bother working on things around you. So, what conviction we have becomes very important. A sattvic person has a conviction that happiness is a result of my inner growth. That the human life is meant for inner growth. That what we call the material growth, in terms of prosperity, name, fame, recognition, these are all by-products that our primary focus or value or priority is to bring about an inner growth. In that process, whatever external growth happens, fine. But I will not compromise my inner growth for the sake of external growth, at least. If there is a conflict, both of them go together, that's wonderful. Vedanta respects the material growth, but not the cost of the spiritual growth. Because then I am selling myself. For buying something, I sell myself. That's not a good bargain. And so, if this is clear, this is what a sattvic person understands. That is his conviction. And therefore, these kind of austerities are important because he knows that these austerities will contribute to the inner growth. That by that I am obliging myself, not obliging the world, by being a good person, I am obliging myself. If this is what I believe, then I have value for being good for the sake of being good. If I think that being good is good policy, how to make friends and influence people and stuff like that, if that is, you know, then it's a different matter. But if I recognize the value of being good, then I do it for the sake of that. That's because Shraddha. These austerities are performed with the great Shraddha. Means this conviction. That this is the right thing to do. That this is the best for me. And that I am really helping myself by doing this. Tapas tatrividham These three-four austerities are performed by the human being with this Shraddha or conviction. And therefore, by doing this, they do not expect any kind of recognition or reward. That I am, look, look what all I am doing. The physical level I am serving, I am helping other people. I am clean, I am non-violent, I am organized. The level of speech also I pay, pay all this attention. Nobody takes note of that. Nobody cares for me. No, no, I can't He doesn't expect any kind of a reward because he knows this is the reward. Doing it itself brings about a reward in terms of inner cheerfulness or inner happiness. Therefore, he doesn't need any other reward. Yuktehi <coughs> by those who are self-controlled. So this is sattva where there is no demand or expectation of approval by others, a person who doesn't require approval of others because he approves himself. A sattvic person approves himself and therefore doesn't require approval of others. That doesn't mean he doesn't care for others, doesn't mean he is disrespectful to others, but then at the same time he doesn't demand from others that they have to do something because I do this. That kind of demand is not there. A self-controlled person, person who is organized, disciplined. Not control means he is strained and you know, but self-control is naturally. Whose mind is, his mind enjoys a leisure. And therefore, his behavior and everything also is going to reflect that. A person is self-control, sattvikam parichakshade, this kind of austerity is called sattvic austerity. The next one describes the austerity that a person with Rajogana just performs. <laughs> Satkaramana pujārtham Tapodamhena chaivayata. Tapodamhena chaivayata. Kriyateta diha proktam. Raja samchala chalamadhruvam. He is another person who also does this. Whatever prescriptions are given, stipulations are made, at the physical level, he follows. He also offers his respect and worship. He also tries to maintain cleanliness, tries to be harmless. He does this. Level of speech also, he tries to be as sweet as possible and truthful as possible. He does this. Except that, why does it do satkara mana, pujartam, satkar, for earning a good name? Says Ji, sadhu ayam tapasvi brahmana. So people will tell him, oh, this fellow is a sadhu, he is a good person. Tapasvi, look, he is a person who is very austere, you know, a person of austerity and penance. Tapasvi brahmana is a learned person. Is a good person. So he wants other people to acknowledge this. Satkara. So the people will respect him. Or people will thus, you know, he earns a good name for earning good name. Mana for earning respect. Puja for earning worship from others. Pada archana, that people will wash my feet they'll offer me flowers, they'll give me good food, you know, these are all, so, with all these considerations inside, person follows, but is all right, but then, with this kind of consideration inside, mana, the people should respect me, they should stand up when I go, this is all called mana, respect, puja, they should worship me, Satkar, they should, they should speak well of me. These are the values that a person with rajas has. Everybody has Swami, but then this shows rajas. What is the value? Value is, is it my pleasure to do something, or I do because this will be the benefit. Satkar, amana, puja, A person with rajas always calculates the benefit and whatever the person does always has some consideration in terms of a reward. tapod dambhena or it's performed because of dambha, ostentatiousness or making a show how great I am, how, how, what a tapasvi I am, how pious I am, how disciplined I am, just to declare to the world one's own spirituality, one's own religiosity. You see, all of this shows a lack of self-acceptance. A strong need to be accepted by others arises from an inability to accept one's own self. Meaning that he performs all these penance all right but does not enjoy them. For a person with rajas is predominant, the work or the task itself is not enjoyable. That is why the reward becomes very important. If you enjoy the very penance, enjoy being clean, enjoy being, you know, speaking well, enjoy, you know, having that kind of a mind, then it is not necessary that you get recognition from others or not. But the person with rajas, Cannot enjoy what he does. Therefore, the reward has to come from the outcome. So, even when this person performs the tapas, he's always waiting that people see what he does. So, this afternoon they offered me all kinds of sweets, you know, big plates. Today, a lot of sweets were there, you know, somebody got engaged. Half a dozen kinds of very tempting sweets were there, all presented. I said, no. So people know, Swami doesn't, look at him, what a discipline. Wow. He doesn't fall for this also, you can't tempt him. I feel good. I feel good when you say that, you see. Inside, I feel a sense of deprivation. I wish I could eat it. Because there is a lot of temptation. But outwardly, I appear as a self-disciplined person. I don't need it. I'm all, I eat only satric food. This is all no good. This is a lot of <laughs> cholesterol. So, when you do things to create a show or draw attention, all this is rajas. Sat na tapo, atam na What is done with dambha being ostentatious, meaning showing something and something else inside being hypocr- Like hypocrisy. Kriyate Tadihaproktam, whenever penance is performed like this, Rajasam, it is called the the austerity born of Rajas. Chalam Adrivam. See all the understand this by the way, that whenever you perform these practices, spiritual practices, they have a reward whether you want it or not. You earn a lot of punya. Punya means the merit is created by this. Now, if you do not want any material benefit, then the Punya or the virtue will go in self-purification. How to use the Punya? When you do something good, then Punya is created. What is Punya? merit is created. If we do things with a desire, then that merit gets utilized in fulfilling our desire and giving up some material, and and that's the end of it. Chalam, uncertain, transitory, adhruvam, unsteady, (coughs) unpredictable. So, these people, they do not get the benefit that they will earn in terms of what we mean the puñya or the the merit that they will earn is uncertain. Because the whole thing is polluted because of the wrong attitude. And perhaps it will exhaust itself by giving them some recognition, that's what they will do. And there is no long-term gain, it's only a transitory gain. So going through all these penance also brings about a a transitory gain and also it is uh, uh, uncertain. Unpredictable. <clears throat> Rajasam, Chalam, Adhruvam. <clears throat> and then the dependence performed by a person with Tamoguna. Next verse says, Moodhagrahenatmano yate, वा। वा। तत्तामसं तत्तामसं so, a par- person has no motivation. And if the person does it, does it only in a very, uh, what shall I say, muda uh, with a foolish intent, with only foolishly person. You see some people punishing themselves, sometimes they get so mad, they bang their head against the wall, all this is the tamas. Other fellow will push, hit somebody, that is rajas. Other person will try to control the anger. That is sattva. This fellow will, will hit somebody, rajas. And this chap will hit his head against the So this is atmano yath atmano pidaya. For the people of tamo who have no value for this, who know no shraddha, who have no value for this, it only amounts to nothing but self-suffering, nothing more than that. It produces no results. For a person with Rajavaguna, it produces results, except that result is transitory, fleeting, unsteady. He gets some Manam, some Satkar, some recognition, etc., and it goes away. But the person with tamoguna doesn't get anything. All these amounts to nothing but self-punishment, atmanup. So, Yat Atmanu Atmano Yat Sometime in fact people perform austerities to punish themselves. So Tamoguni fellow wants to punish himself. A Rajaguni fellow wants to punish others. Tamoguni fellow wants to punish himself. So there are people who, who undertake certain practices to punish themselves. They will just observe fast. and They will just, you know, uh, pierce their tongues and pierce something and do all kinds of things. You see this kind of pictures, you see people also. I don't know why. No, Swami, when you do that, you get some powers. Maybe they do. What do you do with those powers? <laughs> for destruction of others. So powers that are gained by this foul means also are used for foul purposes. So when the mind is tamas in pradham, everything is foul. They are also are foul and there were for hurting others or distracting others or for only punishing themselves or out of a foolish intent it is done with no understanding no maturity this is the this kind of penance is called tamas or born of tamas so this is the topic of the tapas is concluded Lord Krishna has proposed that He will describe Ahara the food which He did Yajnyadi rituals that He did Tapas the austerity that He did The fourth is now Dhanam Charity Charity also can be a result of three kinds of attitudes Sattva Rajas and Tamas So what is the Attitude or the disposition of a person to be sattvic when that person makes a charity. That's the next uh, verse here. <laughs> Deshe kaleca patreca. Deshe kaleca sātvikam svitaṁ. Taddhānam sātvikam svitaṁ. Dātavyaṁ. See, personal is sātvik. Self-motivation. A sātvik person is motivated by himself. A rajas person is motivated by the reward. A tamas person is motivated by fear or punishment. So here, even in charity or self-motivation, him, hey, I should give. That's the kind of inspiration he gives, gets from within, I should give. Because the person feels very rich from within. What we give is determined not by what we have, is determined how we feel about ourselves. You must have heard this famous story of Lord Krishna. It is said that once he went to Hastinapura, which is the capital of the Kauravas, and Duryodhana is the king. Lord Krishna wanted to test and show to Arjuna what is called charity. Lord Krishna goes to Hastinapura in the guise of an old Brahmin and appears at the gates of the palace of Duryodhana. The Brahman is received with honors and he requests an audience with Duryodhana. So he's taken to Duryodhana who is a great king, very powerful. So Duryodhana says, Sir, what can I do for you? So I've come with a certain requirement, certain need. So what's your need? I want to perform a very big ritual a fire ritual yajna and for that I need fifty cart loads of dry firewood what I need is fifty cart loads of dry firewood that's all I need that's all he says yes no problem Duryodhana calls his servants take this brahmin take good care of him let him rest for a few hours and he sends his attendants to forest to go and get fifty cars of dry wood people go there after few hours they come back saying that sir it has been raining so hard since last one week that everything is wet there is not a single tree no way you find any dry wood so Duryodhana calls this brahmana and expresses his regret so I am very sorry. I cannot fulfill your request. Because there is no dry wood available anywhere. What else can I do for you? No sir, that's all I need. No problem. I will take care of it. So then that brahmana walks out of the palace of Duryodhana. Then he goes to another person, Karna. Karna is the king of a very small kingdom. Duryodhana's wealth is, is just amazing. Karna is somewhat wealthy but nowhere way near Duryodhana. Brahmana goes to Karna. He, he also requests an audience with Karna. He is taken there. Karna asks him a similar question. What can I do for you? Sir, I wish to have fifty cartloads of dry firewood. Because I want to perform this elaborate ritual. No problem. Karana also similarly asks his people to take care of Brahmana. He also sends his people and discovers that there is no driver anywhere. So Karana said, Sir, would you be, it will be, all, will it be alright if you wait for one of, a couple of days? He said, sir, I don't mind waiting for a couple of days. So then Brahmana is given, uh, you know, shelter. He's put up somewhere nicely for a couple of days. After a couple of days he's invited. And he comes to the place where Karana was and he finds the whole place vacant. He says, what happened? Where is the palace? I thought there was a big palace here. Where is the palace? Karana says, "Is right here. he the fifty cartloads of wood. What Karana did was pulled down his whole palace which was made of wood, filled with fifty cars, gave to the Brahman. Now this is a big deal, what I'm, this is called Dhatavyam. karna is of course most well known as the most charitable person and whenever you want to mention somebody for charity, karna's name always comes up first and there are many incidents in the life of karna where he has shown that generosity and he has never cared for himself. But he just has this inspiration in his mind that I should give. <coughs> uh, what I, the idea is that it is inner richness that enables a person to give. dhatavyam when a person feels inner richness, then Dātavyam, I should give. He feels that I have enough, more than what I need, and and, and finds other people are more needy than I am, and therefore he reaches out, Diyate. Anupakarane. And further, it is given to a person from whom there is no expectation of return of favor. Either it is given to a person who cannot ever return the favor, or if it is given to a person who can return the favor, there is no expectation that there will be return of favor as a result of my charity. No, there is an expectation that I will learn some punya or a merit out of that and I will go to heaven. No such expectation at all because... For a sattvic person, the happiness comes in the very act of doing things. His fulfillment comes in the very act of giving. In Taitiri Upanishad that we are studying, we did not study that portion, but then it says, Shraddhaya adeyam, ashradhya adeyam. Whenever you give, give with respect. Don't give without respect. Sriyadeyam, always give in proportion to your wealth. Sriyadeyam, give with humility. Don't make the other person feel obliged. am give with all. In the mind it moves. I'm giving. Will it create some kind of a feeling in mind of other person? Uh, do I appear like a person who is, who is giving or making, obliging the person? In fact, the person feels that maybe I might make the receiver in some way uh, create an embarrassment for that person. should not do that. Shriyadayam, Hriyadayam, Bhyadayam, Samvidadayam. With friendliness you should give. Natabyam. So when charity is, when giving is done this way, Anupakarane, Deshe, Kale, Cha, Patre, Cha. Of course, The Indian scriptures do seem to say that when you give, it should be given to a deserving person. The person who needs that and person who deserves it, who needs it, (coughs) Kale, at the time when it is needed, the person who needs it, at the time when it is needed, not after fifteen days, okay, no use of it. Patresha, Desha, at the right place, at the right time, to the right person. So here, the view is that when you give charity, it also becomes a responsibility on your part to make sure that it is given to the right person. That the money or what? Charity need not only be in terms of money, it can be anything. But generally, it is money, then you should see that the money is only properly utilized. It goes to a person who will utilize it properly, etc. I mean, that also one should look into. Although some people believe that is none of your business. Some people believe that charity should be given. Why should you worry? Do the trees worry about who takes their fruits? The trees give their fruits without any kind of consideration. Who takes it? Giving? It. That's another view. But that is not shared here. It says, no. The giving should be responsible giving. Deshe, kale, japātriya, tad dānam, that charity should be born of sattva. Next one, what is the charity? Kind of charity born of rajas. Yattu pratyupakārārtham Yattu pratyupakārārtham Phalamud-diśya-vāpunah Dīyateca-parekhrashtam TADRAJASAMMU DAHRITAM pratyapakaratam While giving, there is a consideration of return, reciprocation. So you give, how will this person reciprocate? PRATYIPAKARATHAM With an expectation of return in favor. Gives all right. But then, returning in favor, that someday he will do something for me. Sometimes, parents raise their children. With this thing in mind, when we grow old, they will take care of us. I mean, nothing wrong in it, but then what I am saying is that, that is a sort of a little bit of pollution in what we are doing. Not that there will be no expectation, but then, this, as I said, a person with resist, always an expectation. Because they do something with always a calculation of what the return will be. When a person even gives charity, then also there is an expectation that the very favor will be returned in some way. Or, suppose you do not expect the same person to return anything to you, there is a calculation in mind that, this act of charity will create this much punya or merit for me, which will reserve for me a place in heavens or something like that. Or sometimes charity is given so that everybody makes a note of that. In the olden days they used to do that. They keep a check ready and give it on the stage and have a photographer ready. So when the check is given, a photographer and then in the newspaper also the announcement. Some form that some name, Satkaramana Pujartam, that people will think very highly of Me, they'll respect Me, they'll worship Me. Oh, we such a charitable person. Some kind of an expectation. D.A.T.H. All this is said, not to mean that we have to look at other people and judge them. Not to judge ourselves also, simply to observe our own mind, our own tendencies. And when we find these tendencies, make note of that. Okay, this is there. And see if you want to do something about it. But at least to understand, to learn first of all. And then if there is a value to do something, then we proceed to do something. Diet is a parikristam and giving grudgingly. Sometimes we give because we are pressurized to give. Grudgingly. You know, in the, in the olden days, uh, I remember my childhood. Those days, there were all these, uh, uh what's the say? the mobile uh, drama people, you know, they were doing Leela. For a week, in the evening, they'll perform the scenes from Ramayana, Ramalila. At the end of a particular performance, that evening, there'll be Aarti, you know, and they'll be bidding for the ārti. So, whoever bids the highest, gets to, to show the ārti. And the people start bidding, you know, one rupee, five rupees, that's a lot of amount in those days. Some people get so excited, and then, I don't know, there's there something happens, and then it's ten rupees, something <laughs> like that, you know. So, okay, then nobody, for, then this will boy ten rupees, whenever, you know, then he regrets later on, having said it, Oh, so much money. For Arti ten rupees, you know. <laughs> the, the, the given with grudge, unwillingness, there is also rajas. Doesn't want to part with it. Unless there is something to gain. If there is nothing to gain, give us grudgingly because there is some pressure. Everybody is given. So, you know, what these people who collect donations, you know what they do? They bring a, a book with them and they… Sh- and they give it the book to you. So you know what other people have given. Oh, my neighbor has given 101 rupees. This will have, Then you feel that you also should give, you know. But give grudgingly. The other is a Parikhlashtam. I know all this because we used to go around and then all kinds of treatments you get from people. When certain occasions were there, not 100 rupees, but when certain occasions like Navaratri comes, the children have their own little temple in the, in the neighborhood. And every evening they stand, you know, gather together and perform some worship in Mudaharudam. This kind of charity is born of Rajaguna. Where either there is a consideration of return of favor, or consideration of earning some name, fame or merit in this world or hereafter, or it is given grudgingly. That is called the charity born of Rajas. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Om poor Purnamidam Purnat Namidam, poor Nad, poor Chade, poor Nasapur Namada, ya poor Om Shanti, 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 Hari, oh, Sri Guru Pyu Namaha, Hari, oh.